0: Racing Club Lens have a fascinating background. With a population of just 35,000, the town is small. The club had not won a thing since being formed in 1906, but their fans are perhaps the most passionate in France. Nicknamed the Or the blood and golds, Lens is situated in one of the poorest regions of France, an area still reeling from the closures of its coal mining industry. Supporters from the area have followed the club through thick and mainly thin. But all that changed 25 years ago with an exciting team crafted by the unconventional and unforgettable Daniel Leclerc. 10th of May, 1998, Lens, Northern France. It's the middle of the night, but the Stade Felix-Bollard is packed with delirious fans. Thousands more are celebrating on the streets outside. Lens have just won their first French league title after the closest finish in history. And the man who led them is Daniel Leclerc, a maverick coach unknown just one year earlier. A man dubbed the Druid, approached by a TV crew on the pitch. Leclerc is close to tears. It's four o'clock in the morning and the stadium is full. This could only happen in lots. Kind of no uh, uh, no One year earlier, May 1997, the boardroom at the Stade Felix-Bollart. Club president, Gervais Martel, takes a worried look at the end-of-season league table. Lons are safe, but only just. Roger Lemaire has done just enough to keep his club in the top flight, but the coach has left to work with French coach Aimé Jacquet ahead of the home World Cup. With fans concerned about another relegation battle, Maire needs to be replaced and replaced fast. Martel has rolled the dice and hired Leclerc. It's a massive risk. The 48-year-old is a Lens legend, having played more than 350 matches. He's never coached at the top level. Martel welcomes Leclerc to his office. The two men are like chalk and cheese. Martel is a successful businessman, suave, well-dressed. With his unkempt hair and craggy features, Leclerc looks like he could use a good night's sleep. He'll soon be dubbed the Druid by French media. Martel offers Leclerc a drink tells him that the club can't afford another season in the bottom half of the table. Don't worry, says Leclerc. I'll win the league for you. Martel laughs off the joke and wonders whether he's made a terrible mistake. The 1997-98 season started well. A 3-0 victory against 1996 champions Auxerre, briefly putting the blood and gold top. For fun, fans cut out and kept copies of the nascent league table, knowing Lons wouldn't be top for long. And Lons did struggle early on. Just two wins, saw them in the bottom half after seven games. Journalists and fans began to wonder: is the druid the right man for the job? But Leclerc was building a side in his own adventurous image. Captain Jean-Guy Valem and Fred DeHoux were rocks at the back. Cameroonian Mark Vivian Foe emerged as a powerful force in midfield. Lons pulled off the coup by signing the Czech star Vladimir Smisa after Euro 96. On taking the job, Leclerc begged Martel to buy the talented but unpredictable Stefan Ziani from Bordeaux. Then there was the shaggy-haired, cult star Tony Varel, at times unstoppable on the flanks. And of course, every team needs goals. Martel's summer signing of Yugoslav striker Anton Drobignac would prove a masterstroke. A virtual unknown before his appointment, Leclerc burst onto the scene with a swashbuckling style that won fans across France. This in an era of defensive tactics. The Druid, truly a maverick. The 15th of November 1997, Stade-Félix Bollard. Under a huge thunderstorm, Lens host Cannes in one of the craziest games in French League history. Drobignac had scored an August hat-trick in a famous 3-2 win at Marseille. He repeated the feat against Cannes in a memorable first 22 minutes. Lens went 4-0 ahead and the drenched fans were ecstatic. But at half-time, players were surprised. An angry-looking Leclerc came into the dressing room. Don't you dare lose me this match, he screamed. Nerves seemed to grip the team. Lowly can scored three. Then an own goal from Valen made it 4-4. But near the end, Ziani slotted home a penalty. The final score, 5-4. And Lens fans starting to believe that this season could turn into something special. a big season in France, excitement building as the country prepared to host the World Cup. Monaco, Marseille, PSG and Bordeaux expected to tussle for the title, but Metz were top at halfway. Martel, meanwhile, delighted to be comfortable in sixth. The ambitious Druid wanted more. 29th of March, 1998, all eyes on the Stade Saint-Symphorien. Metz versus Lens, it's first against second. Since the new year, Lons have been unstoppable. Before the trip east, they've beaten Bordeaux, Monaco and PSG without conceding a goal. An hour before the game, the Druid selects all his best attacking options. Smither, Ziani, Varel and Drobignac tells them to take the game by the scruff of the neck. Deu and Fouet order to dominate midfield and blunt the emerging star Robert Perez. Early on, Drobignac shakes off Marco Rigobert song Launches himself at a Smither across. A stupendous header makes it 1 0. Five minutes later, Drobignac beats homekeeper Lionel Letizzi. It ends 2 0. Lens top for the first time since match day one. Two points clear, four games to play. The title is suddenly theirs to lose. The 9th of May 1998, a hot sunny evening in Auxerre, is the last day of the season and the most important in the history of racing club Lens. Lons lead Mets, who host Lyon by just two points. They have a six-goal-superior goal difference. Auxerre led by the legendary coach Guy Roux, who can boast three players who go on to win the World Cup that summer. In the run-up to the match, Roux urges his players to deny Lons the title. But kick-off, cameras turn to the Lons bench. The nervy, superstitious Martel crosses himself, looks to the heavens. Fourteen minutes gone. Disaster for Lens. The outstanding Sabri Lamouchi scores a cracker from distance. 1-0 for Auxerre. Within seconds, Bruno Rodriguez has opened the scoring for Metz. As it stands, Metz are champions. Then a twist. Auxerre keeper Lionel Charbonnier is in agony with injury. Perhaps fearing for his place at the upcoming World Cup, he's in tears as he limps off. The tension palpable at the Stade L'Abbé de Champs. Lens need a goal. At the other end, keeper Fabien Kuhl tips a header from Fouet onto the bar, then eight minutes into the second half, a Long's goal from the most unlikely source. Defender Johan Lachaud, equalizing to write himself into Long's legend. 1-0, a point would be enough to clinch the title. The closing minutes unbearable for the travelling fans. One Auxerre would deny the druid the title, but Long's hung on, wild celebrations at the end as the blood and goals clinch the title on goal difference. Celebrating with the Druid and his players, and overcome Martel is live on TV. He sends a message to Lons fans back in the north. Get ready for us, we're coming home. And get ready, they did. Celebrations running through the night and the next day. Around 70,000 people, twice the population of the town, line the streets to celebrate the biggest day in the club's history. Martel's bet had paid off the Druid had performed the unthinkable and landed the title for Lens. So 25 years on, what happened to the stars of that unforgettable season? Fred Du went on to a successful career at Barcelona, PSG and Marseille, but never won another league title. Vladimir Smissa won the Champions League for Liverpool before returning to France for Bordeaux. Anton Drobignac quickly left Lens for Japan. He never quite hit the heights of that glorious season. Tony Varel made the wrong kinds of headlines this summer. He was sentenced to prison after a violent incident outside a Nancy nightclub. marc Vivian Fouet was a French champion again with Lyon in 2002. But tragedy struck the following year. He collapsed and died playing for Cameroon. Fouet just 28 years old. And what of the Druids? Leclerc stunned French football by resigning less than six months after winning the League Cup in 1999. Fitting his enigmatic reputation, never again did he coach at the top level. Leclerc died in November 2019. He was living on the Caribbean island of Martinique, doing what he loved best. Coaching kids to play with flair and passion and just maybe write a little piece of their own football history.